Um, hello everyone, hello everyone, how, uh, look, sorry. Before we continue with this absolute mess, I would like to specify that I just had a nap. I'm, uh, exhausted, I would say. You know, last day of school, did bugger all. Now I'm home after a rambunctious afternoon with my peers. We'll leave it at that. And I decided to, you know, to celebrate the end of winter term might as well record a podcast something that i simply don't do really much these days because i'm too busy twiddling my thumbs and drawing concepts for things that i will never create a few days ago on my instagram shad mountain for those who don't have it it's spelled s-h-a-d-m-a-n sierra hotel alpha delta mike alpha november for the vietnam veterans i posted a little q a and you guys sent me questions and today I'm going to answer them leaving you guys' names anonymous because I think anonymity or whatever it's called is, you know, it's nice it lets people ask what they want and have no fear of public shaming that sounded mildly sexual, I'm so sorry anyways, let's begin with the first question a listener asked what really grinds your gears? and that's a pretty bloody good question um, there's a lot of things that grind my gear. Many people don't know this, but the secret ingredient to my baking, I bake a lot, is actually anguish. Just pure anger, spice, anguish, hatreds, all of it, all just directed into the, you know, the dish. So, my gears are consistently grinded, I would say. I would probably have to say, uh, ignorance. I understand people who don't have, uh, you know, the same education level. That is a problem with society. That is uh, a societal separation created by socioeconomic standards. But willful ignorance, crikey, it just annoys me. You know, I'm talking about the anti-vaxxer types, them lot, man. They do my head in. They absolutely do my head in. Can't stand them. I will, like... Ignorant people, when people are just willfully just sort of in your face, acting like they're all high and mighty, even though they're actively just not making any productive sort of conversation, it really just make you want to pull out an aftermath clash in the cobra and just kind of fill them with lead. Anyways, mental illness aside, what's the next question? A user asked, why am I gay? As in, why are they gay? Not me. Um, to that user, I would have to say, uh, you know, you're just built different, that's all I can say, built different, different breed, congrats though, you know, though you'd think that being bisexual, you'd, you'd get more bitches, here you are, zero bitches, coward, next question, <laughs> Are you going to teach me how to bake? This brings up a nice little interesting topic of mine, you know. Uh, we're back to bacon. I do plan at some point on doing something with bacon, creative arts-wise. And that could either mean starting a YouTube channel, a Twitch, maybe just streaming on my Instagram stories, doing podcasts even. I do have a script that I'm working on for uh, how much I enjoy bacon, or I might do it unscripted, we'll see. 
I believe anyone can learn how to bake with the right amount of time and patience and also appropriate levels of emotional instability. Bacon is my outlet, you know. Some people like to have vices where they just, I don't know, do a lot of drugs, go out, get absolutely blazed, plastered, whatever. For me, I like to go downstairs and bake cookies and then do those things. Next question. A user said, rock. I reply, pebble. Next question. Would you actually aim to live to an old age? Fascinating question. Um, old age is scary. I also have a script and working on this one about old age and, you know, growing old. Um, I find, without getting too personal, growing old to be rather terrifying. I don't fear death itself. I think that's natural. You know, death comes for us all. But I do fear the circumstances of my death. And I wouldn't want to die having forgotten everything and everyone I love through, say, dementia or another disease like Alzheimer's. Or maybe I somehow develop medical disease along the way. There are so many things that could go wrong on the way to, you know, the golden years. They're only golden for about a decade and then they kind of fall off as your pelvis breaks and your bones shatter into a million pieces of extant calcium. So it's difficult. I would live to an old age. But I probably wouldn't enjoy it. For religious reasons, I would not euthanize myself or end my own life. But I would absolutely detest it and would probably have to find some sort of outlet as an old man to channel that old angry energy. I don't know. Maybe I'll bake but angrier and older. Next question. Um, does the process of death scare you? I'm mm, see some heavy questions coming through, huh? Sorry, let me straighten my back. My posture is in the U shape. Um, bloody great question. Death itself, I see it as birth. You know, you're going from one void where you have no collections of thoughts, no sort of memory, a void, to another void, post death, pre life. They are one and the same, it's a horseshoe almost. Life is the connecting point between those two points. And I'd have to say, uh, death itself, I accept it, I'm content with it. I think everyone needs to learn to become content with death at some point for long-term happiness. The process of death absolutely does scare me though, because there are some painful ways to go out. You know, I don't really want my uh, legs crushed underneath a massive boulder as my... I don't know, heart explodes, that sounds painful, that sounds scary, that sounds messy to, to clean up. I know I wouldn't be the one cleaning up, but you know, I'm quite empathetic, don't want some poor clean-up person dealing with that mess. No one wants a flayed human body to clean up. So, I'd say the process of death, yeah, absolutely does scare me. Again, can do another podcast on this, if you would like. Next question. What speaks louder, actions or words? Uh, actions, absolutely actions. I saw this question a few days ago that you sent me and I thought about it over one restless night along with many other things and I just concluded on our actions because oftentimes, you know, I could say something magnificent like end world hunger and I could do that all sitting in my bed half naked doing jack shit. You know, actions 
speak so much for themselves. You don't need to declare what your actions are, but you do need to declare what your words are if you're just going to use words. Words, in my opinion, are semantics and all this sort of filler. It's like a verbal bureaucracy. And I'm just not about that. You know, uh, it's just not for me, man. Actions definitely speak louder. They're just powerful, profound, magical, I dare say. There's a reason we hear about heroes going out and defeating dragons, not hearings, heroes going out and having thoughtful debates with dragons. That doesn't happen. Next series of questions from a listener. How many times? Yes. Opinions on, um, the goddamn, uh, the, uh, Karis, if you're listening to this, I want to hit you over the head with a large rock like I am a monkey and you are a walnut. Next question. Where do you draw the line between cultural appropriation and appreciation? I do have a um, podcast coming up for this one too. A lot of ideas. Um, I'd say... Let me think. I need to get my brain cell working. That's how I said brain cell singular, not brain cell plural. There's just one, and he works uh, on and off. Uh, I'd say cultural appropriation would be taking something from a culture and then manipulating it past its original use or significance, like a religious form of dress wear or a cultural form of dress wear or tradition, and then using it in some sort of commercialised or personalised way for fashion or whatever. A good example would be dressing up in uh, traditional South Asian dresses for Halloween or, you know, taking and absolutely slaughtering a dish and then labelling it your own from your own, uh, no, labelling it authentic but British-inspired. <clears throat> Jamie Oliver. Of course, however, cultural appreciation that makes me feel away. I love it when people appreciate culture really well. I think the best way to a man's heart or woman's heart or other's heart is to just appreciate their culture. And this doesn't mean that white people have no culture. White people have their own culture. Everyone's got culture. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise, you know. I find that over here in the UK, English people's culture would be stuff like social nights, going out, pub, and just a lot of, it's very much sort of, group based everyone is together people watch television at 9am onwards little things like these are culture and they're beautiful so i think cultural uh, appreciation would be something like doing it with them for me a brown person and maybe going out to the pub with them and just enjoying my time there and for a white person and maybe coming with me to a restaurant that i may work at in the future as a side job and then letting them you know, help me out with working at Tandle. Tandles are fun. They hurt, but they're very fun. The, that is the line for me. It is doing it for the sake of yourself versus doing it for the sake of a group of people or just, you know, simply being a nice human being. Being nice is powerful, you know. Next question. Haram questions. I know where you live. I'm going to find you. Anyways, that concludes the series of questions on today's podcast. I may do one of these like every few weeks, every few months, because fuck it, you know, why not? It would be cool. Um, What to do, what to do, what to do. 
Oh yeah, I guess uh, a few updates on how my setup's going. I now have an audio interface. It's a Behringer UMC22. It's a lovely piece of kit. Let's me change the gain on the go. I've got a lovely mic stand. This thing has changed my life. I am finally sitting up in a chair recording, sort of crouched underneath my blankets like some sort of fucking gremlin. I don't have any audio proofing yet. You know, acoustic phone, bass traps, none of that yet. It's expensive, but I'm working on it. I had this lovely new microphone that I brought with my birthday money. Shout out cousins with the gift cards. And it's all starting to come together now. I'm starting to really feel much more professional about these things. I'd like to thank everyone for the continued support with my podcast. And for, you know, kind of motivating me to keep going. There's no point doing a podcast if I don't have listeners. It's like screaming to the void and the void doesn't answer back. This time I'm screaming to the void and the void is answering back. Even if it's terrible, it's, you know, answering back. I love it. But you guys aren't terrible. You guys are sweethearts. Wouldn't be here without you guys. Even though I have like a few dozen regular listeners. But that is a lot to me. That is a massive amount to me. It's surreal. Having people listening to me ramble in my bedroom. And my LED lights on red mode. Because red is a really nice colour. I love the red lights man. It's like the perfect combination of dark and light you know. It's dark without being dark. It's light without being painfully light. You can turn them on at 2am after waking up in cold sweat and you won't be flash banged. You can turn them on in the morning and it will be a nice gentle way to wake up. They're great. I love them. Anywho, I'm going to go start chatting to my mates now. But I would like to thank everyone one more time and I hope everyone has a good rest of their weeks. That's ominous. Sounds like I'm going to kill you. Maybe I am. Don't look behind you. Thank you and goodbye.